What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? They're built for speed or for comfort? What do you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? You motorboat inside of a bitch, you old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? Hey guys, this is Reno Collier, and you are listening to Wayne and the Rum Guy on the Metal Hand of God podcast. Please pray for these boys. to the Metal and of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me, as always, is the ever-ready... Oh, I'm sorry. The Rum Guy. <laughs> you fucker. And today, we have an incredible guest. Uh, he is from the Little Sparks Film Company. He's a director. He is uh, a writer. He is uh, everything. His name, his name is Mr. Joe Manco. What's up, buddy? Hello, guys. How y'all doing? Well, we're doing great, man. We're just, you know, hanging out, just, you know, being cool. Talking to cool people like yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for inviting me on the show, guys. Of course. Of course, man. We're glad you're here. Um, Thank you. I know we've been talking back and forth for a while, uh, and I'm finally glad that we finally were able to get all this, you know, lined up and situated on and stuff. It's really cool to have you on. Um, I did notice that uh, on one of the films that you're working on, I'm going to go straight out of the back with this. Uh, you're working on. You, you've done this film called Torture, right? And yes, sir. You said it's in. It's in. You said a uh, film. Um, oh God damn it! You just said it, and I can't even think of it. I'm, I'm brain farted on film it. Film festivals. Right film festivals. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you said it's in a lot of festivals right now. Um, it's early onset. Excuse it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. Um, All right. On. <laughs> but uh, you, you, we've had one of our past guests is actually in the film, uh, Paul. Is, has Paul been, Taylor. Yeah, he's been on our show twice, and he's actually scheduled to come back again sometime soon. All right. Very, very. Yeah, Paul's, Paul's a great guy. Yeah, very cool dude, man. And uh, I'm really, I'm really stoked to see this movie. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's it's uh, 39 minutes long. It's it's technically a short film. Uh, some festivals consider it a short film. Some festivals consider it a feature. Um, you know, but it it. Regardless of whether everyone could, you know considers it, it's uh, it it was pretty uh, grueling to put it together to shoot it. We shot inside a, a rehearsal space oh, okay. uh, here in te- in Texas um, during Memorial Day weekend. Oh, so wow. yeah, we we spent five days inside a little black room. <laughs> uh, it was about uh, I would say twelve by twenty feet. It was kind of funky shaped. With a very high ceiling, and uh, it was this this place is called Pro Rehearsal, and I used to always shoot there. Um, and I used to when I was in a band, I used to uh, rent spaces out of there and everything. 
Um, but yeah, it's all mostly heavy metal bands, uh, jazz artists. There's a recording studio inside, and it was really the only place <laughs> that we could get our hands on. Oh, yeah, mean, whatever works. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it definitely would have the acoustics for filming, I would think, because it would be a practice room. I'm sure those walls were meant for, you know, a lot of ex- external sound absorption and things like that. Well, all the walls had black carpet on it, so and the whole movie. Um, kind of takes place in an abyss um it feels like um our our lead character which is played by uh paul taylor he, it's um he he awakens in an unknown area and he starts being interrogated by this man for no reason and as the story progresses we find out you know where our character andy brooks comes from and you know why he's stuck in this situation and it's it's 40 minutes of paul getting the shit kicked out of him (laughs) um which i know you know for for pinhead to to suffer that i mean maybe the guy kind of liked it right right cinebites are into that right yeah it's it's kind of feeling he's like i like this keep going keep going do it (laughs) harder (laughs) right Now, what was the what was the um, inspiration for uh, doing it this way? I mean, of 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 the ways to shoot it. Is this based on um, a story you wrote? Is this is this uh, off of a different thing, or how, how did this come to be? Well, um, the the way that we we got the tortures, I didn't write it. Um, okay, I I put together the the shooting script, but it was actually written by a fellow over in England by the name of Paul Kane. And he's um, most uh, known for his coffee table book, which is called Hellraiser, The Films and Their Legacy. Okay. And that was released before Hellraiser Judgment. So I don't know if I don't I don't believe Paul is featured in that book at all. Um, But then uh, he also did another book called Sherlock Holmes and the Servants of Hell. Oh, I know that. Yeah. So he it's a book where Sherlock Holmes, uh, he finds a, conf- a lament configuration and since it takes place in uh was eight uh 17th or 18th century england yeah. um you know it's it's pre uh pre doug bradley's cenobite nice and gotcha. um so the the lead cenobite in that movie or in that story i'm sorry it's it's a great book um it's his name is bile and um it's fantastic and you know if if you're a Hellraiser fan or not, you know, it's, it's great. But yeah, that's what Paul Kane normally does uh, is, you know, he writes for Sherlock Holmes uh, or Robin hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, he's um, Clive Barker calls him uh, the world's foremost Hellraiser expert. Um, wow. And, that's a good compliment. Yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same a thing. Hell of a compliment. Yeah. But no, we did a we we do a series of commercials um, where we did we just finished our series, our first uh, series, and uh, we were doing uh, box commercials for the com- configurationboxes.com, and it's a it, the box itself looks like a lament configuration, but it's just red, and we did it based off of um, the, his book Sherlock's Holmes and the Servants of Hell, mm-hmm. and um, he saw the video, he he loved it, and. Uh, he pitched to us uh, the torturer, and um, I immediately just dropped what I was doing and said yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. dude, that's fucking cool. But yeah, I mean, he he came to us with it, and uh, 
it's already been in development as a comic book and uh oh really he he went yeah it, it well it's it's currently in development as a comic book and i have some of the stills i think you could find them online um or on the websites somewhere and uh, that was a lot of that's that was kind of our artwork that we were using to push um the movie when we were hunting for funds and uh using our you know building our pitch deck and everything very very cool yeah, I'm gonna have to look that yeah. up, dude, because I'm I'm really interested to see the the comic book version. That'd be really cool. Oh yeah, it's not finished yet. I would love to see it. I want to see it. I'm excited. But um, uh, yeah. I have a feeling it's gonna be very much adult, uh, kind of a what is it? More of an adult uh, comic. Yeah. Comic oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, th- this story was it was already been published. He already published it in a series of short stories called Nail Biters. Okay. Um. So if you the the script. And the short story, um, they're very similar. Um, I, I personally feel like there's more emotion um, when you read the short story. It's He's a fantastic writer. Um, and typically, the, the script was 18 pages when I got it. And he even asked me, you know, why is the, the short, why is the movie so much longer? How'd you beef it up? Um, but the, the way Paul Kane writes is that his words demand... Um, they, they demand suspense and intensity. And um, I'm trying to, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing for atmosphere here. So even though it was a 20-page script or 18-page script, I mean, there, his, the way he writes just demands so much of uh, that expressionalism that he puts. puts it, would be, it would be interesting in a way, uh, 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 and the way I'm thinking is um, how you would have to, uh, I mean, I guess the, the, the room in which... Uh, this is filmed would really either be hard to fill with the wrong people or write the fill. You could really condense that energy into really good scenes, but it's, I mean, it. I don't know. I, to me, I, I think it would be harder to film in a, in that sort of atmosphere than just out and about and everything. A lot of there's, there's so much that could, I don't know. that could be lost if it was done wrong. Oh, I 100% agree with you. And it's, it it was, it's, it was very nerve wracking. Um, and you know, every time we jump into a project, I'm, I'm personally, you know, trying to keep myself under control, Mm -hmm. you know, and treat, treat whatever it is I'm working on, um, that this is going to be the last time I get to make something because I don't know what's around every corner, no matter how much preparation or development I put into something. And before we, um, we got to shooting this, my director of photography, uh, his, he's from Liechtenstein. His name is Jörg Victor Steinslaus. And, um, he, he came in and he really helped the production. Um, and I was going to be, I was going to be the director of photography originally. And then after, you know, doing some more short films with, uh, with actually having a camera operator and a DP on site. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it taught me that I can, you know, you know, let go of the reins a little bit and trust people. Right. It was a little easier. To do the job. Yeah. Um, and so I did. I went on for the torture. I went on the hunt to find a director of photography. Um, and I had some people that that uh, I, I thought would have been the right candidate. And in the end, uh, I'm glad <laughs> it didn't work out <laughs> uh, because Jorg is phenomenal. And, uh, if you, you know, if you guys, I mean, I, 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 he, he shoots everything I do now. If oh, I, cool. you know, 
whenever it comes to a music video, a commercial, we're making a movie. He shot uh, our latest feature um, that we're in post-production for, Vice Mares, and um, the last eight Hellbound Laments, which we ended up shooting at Pro Rehearsal as well. Oh, nice. And But, yeah, if... You know, in that little room, we have all that equipment. We had a full jib set up. We had a... Damn. I, I can't remember all the lighting equipment that we had. Uh, I, I, I'm honestly, I wish we had a bigger room. If, um, except that place is already crammed pack, and I was lucky to find the that tenants moved out. The, you know, a couple days before we we got the location to shoot. Hmm. I, I don't know how. Um, we would have shot it. We, I wanted to build a set, uh, but that wasn't um, financially possible. I mean, this oh, short yeah. film, we shot it in 6K on a red weapon. And, uh, you know, just it, it looks like a, a $60,000 short film. Yeah. When in reality, we only had about eight grand to make it. That's that's amazing. That's right awesome, there. dude. Thanks. Dude, <laughs> Thank you. Fucking great, man. Well, I know I know who we're going to get to. Uh... To do our uh, documentary, then. <laughs> it won't be about Blockbuster, will it? No, it'll be about us. <clears throat> awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it'll be about yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've been talking about that for a long time. But uh, the uh, amount of uh, quality you can get. I mean, have, have, have you just, do you just like to do, I mean... Is there more to Joe Manco than just short films? Because, I mean, they're great. But have you strived? Do you want to do bigger things? I mean, when it comes to the big uh, production-type full-size things, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, is Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, do. I mean, is there... Uh, I, I don't understand, you know, they should be handing you money to do this stuff. I don't get it. Well, I got to go hunt for money. Um, and it's weird because do you I... mean I, people just don't hand you buckets of money and say, make this movie? <laughs> I wish, I wish that was the case, but you know, just not all my dreams can come true. Well, Fast drowning. Well, you've been doing this for a while, uh, I think, right? I mean, um, well, I mean, I went to, I, I studied uh, media technology and communications in high school, and that was, I they those ended up becoming my college credits um, for film school, which it, it stopped there, and then in twenty. 13 i decided to you know pick it up again catalina my wife who's now our producer she's a member of the dallas producers association she um you know she she kicked me in the ass and said you know why are you having other people pay uh why are you paying other people to make your music videos for your band when you went to school for this and i was like well that's a good fucking point <laughs> you know, I, yeah yeah you know, I could at least, if if I was making my own music videos, I could, you know, really get the shots I wanted, really put, you know, put it together. And I quickly learned that that wasn't necessarily the case and that I had to hone my craft. And after uh, some time, you know, until we shot the torture, it, it was kind of uh, rough and exhausting. And um, I think it was when we shot Murder Balls, that was... I had already done a couple short films, uh, doing 48-hour film races. Uh, I did have some clients uh, for music videos. But uh, when it was when we shot this short film called Murder Balls for Texas Frightmare Weekend, it was for uh, their fake trailer showcase. Yeah, the oh. one that the one that uh, and, Billy Pond does. Yeah, yeah. Billy Pond puts that yeah. together, and you know, Catalina, she uh, kind of coordinated by mistake 
uh, us working with Lloyd Kaufman at Troma, and uh, he's been my hero since I don't know how That's long. Both, brother. That's fucking yeah. incredible, dude. Well, yeah, we got to shoot a short. We shot a fake trailer. It's called Murder Balls, about uh, the mob and the government trying to get their hands on mutated DNA that turns, you know, women into crazy cannibals and he wanted to weaponize it. I don't remember. It it is it was too much of an outlandish story. It didn't make any sense. And the thing was is that I ended up having to write that in about twenty minutes. I met Lloyd in at UNT in Denton. I did his master class. I was geeking out and I was halfway out the door after getting his autograph on my copy of poultry guys that i just met oh that's and, awesome and halfway out the door i looked at my friend i'm like hey i gotta turn around i forgot to do something and next thing i know lloyd and pat pat's his wife pat kaufman they were making it happen um that i was gonna get to work with them I, all i did was mention catalina and said that they were talking over twitter and uh you know i've read all his books so i i you know i know what lloyd will and won't do with fans <laughs> Right. All, all, all you gotta do is be forward, honest, and genuine. And uh, you know that since I've learned that from him, you know that's kind of how Little Spark films. Um, that's kind of our mantra. You know, we're either going, you know, forward, honest, direct, um, or we're screaming at each other on sets. You know, fuck your feelings. We're we're working on a movie. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's how we got to work with Lloyd, and we made that that trailer. And then after that, it's just been crazy. That's so awesome, you know? dude. You know, trying to climb a, you know, some sort of weird social media videography ladder. I mean, you only know, realize you made it to the big leagues when you're, you know, you know, chopping off kids' heads with a fucking <laughs> helicopter, and you get away with it, bloody murder. Story <laughs> of my life, man. Right, yeah. right. God damn, man. Well, tell, yeah. and, tell and, us a and, little and bit and about. It uh, sounds like you have an amazing wife backing you. Yeah, well. for real. Oh my God, I would not be anywhere without catalina she um you know since she's got us you know really pushing hard on little spark films she is uh she is the holder of the match you know and when it you know and she does um she works a lot with uh the clive barker podcast nice um, you know and she's got us doing uh helping them with a, a dungeons and dragons magica uh, tournament um nice she does. Uh, she also conducts Barkers and Briefs. She's a burlesque performer. She's a singing, classic. She's classically trained opera singer who is also a burlesque performer. She perform, she does it simultaneously. Wow! Uh, wow! And uh, she's. Um, well, she, there's something new that she just started doing. I, I, I really don't know if I can say until yeah. these things get published. But you know, when they do, you know, I'll be like, hey guys, now I can tell you this. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. I was, what I was gonna say, man, was I was gonna tell, I was gonna say, um, <clears throat> tell us a little about this, uh, this film, Vice Mares. Vice Mares is a very depressing, dark tale um, <laughs> about um, Sinclair Needenthal, uh, attorney who is dealing with his impending divorce, and uh, he oh. goes to a cabin. That he used to spend time with with his um, with his now deceased father, and he goes on just a major bender. And and when I say bender, I mean like fear and loathing in Las Vegas style oh, nice. of bender. And he finds himself kidnapping the pizza delivery boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty wild. And currently we're in post production, so hopefully we can get a trailer out here in the next couple weeks. 
Oh, that, that sounds cool. good, dude. That sounds really fun. I'm, I'm oh. excited to see that, too. <clears throat> yeah. You directed yeah. this one, right? Yes, this is my first feature. Oh, okay. I, this will officially be my first feature. I've been making short films and music videos and commercials. Well, there's a there's a technically now. a length, right, that you have to that I guess big studios consider a full feature usually. Uh, in order to get distribution, you your feed your feature has to reach at least seventy to seventy three minutes, I believe. Okay. Uh, once once your content reaches that mark in uh, duration, then yeah, you're a feature that can be distributed officially. And I also I also think you can be you can um, really win some big awards. Consider uh, be considered for big awards at like a you know. The cons film festival and stuff right, like that right. well this could be actually one we can uh, uh find on like you know if you know when it's when it's done when it's there when everybody's raving about it we could probably find this uh like on uh, amazon and, and netflix and things like that oh yes yeah that's that's our goal that's our goal we have awesome. a we have a roadmap you know of a list of distributors that we plan on hitting up and uh you know getting vice mayors finding them a home now, now you said this is still in production, or? Well, it's in post production right now. I mean, okay. uh, you know, when I get to a good point in the edit, I'm going to realize, you know, okay, I need to go back and do some pickups and whatnot, um, which I've never had to go back for pickups, ever, hmm. for any project. But um, you know, um, I, I, I'm, I expect pickups will happen. This was, this is a big project, and we shot this one uh, with Yorg as well on a. You know, as our director of photography, and we shot with the red, the red weapon in 6K, and we also shot with a red helium in 8K, and one of the new red komodos, kimonos. Um, so yeah, we shot over in Yantis, Texas, which is what? East Texas. Yantis. Yeah. What the hell is y- that? Y- Yantis is the Venice of Texas. <laughs> oh, gosh, it is. It is a different world out there, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yantis. Holy shit, man. Like I, I thought, you know, like Billy Pond was far away, but Yantis sounds like it's way far away. It's in it's in uh East Texas, you know, and a lot of these rural areas are starting to get more uh, traction, you know. Uh we did shoot a movie for um Isaiah Washington. Okay. Called, called Corsicana. We shot a feature. I was uh, his first assistant director. Nice. On that, you know, so we we did that. And he's from like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. Right. Uh, yeah. I think he was in Hollywood Homicide, maybe. No one cares about that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we also shot, I was, we also uh, were hired to shoot another feature called Evil for Dinner at the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic hit. And we shot that one. It stars Lloyd Kaufman nice. and, um, and Carrie O'Quinn, founder of Fangoria Magazine. I'm the exec. I was. I, I was. The, I'm the executive producer and uh, first AD on that film. Cool. And I'm gonna be honest. I on. I. I I'm gonna go out and just straight up say I directed more of that movie than the actual director. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So, oh, you man. know what's cool about the the locations though, like these like the smaller towns and stuff like that is, and that's across U.S. is uh, one that I think, uh, and I've thought about this before, is there is so much uh, great uh, small town USA Americana architecture. There's so many interesting 
sites in these small towns that people have been overlooking for years. Oh yeah. I mean, why would I go to why would I go to California to rent out a freaking industrial warehouse when I can go to uh, Clarion, yeah, <laughs> wherever, and and find a, a very cool maybe operational mill or one that have been defunct. There's lots of locations out there that are you can right now probably get for the cheap, and these towns are really interested in bringing the the the, the money type of yeah that that type oh, yeah. of uh, scene to their to their area i mean plus uh, the untapped market of possible hidden talent and a lot of these extras that oh, yeah. may show up if you need them oh texas film is blowing up there's a film commission because you know the state has its own film commission but all the major cities metropolitan mm-hmm. cities like you know freaking uh you know dallas and fort worth which is considered the whole the metroplex but each city you know austin houston corpus they all have their own they all have their own film commissions now oh that's and, cool yeah it's it's pretty amazing and texas um is one of the only states to do this but we have to share the film commission has to split its time and budget between the video game industry and the film and, te- and television industry wow. um and you know youtube is also you know, it, it's taken part of that, too, and Lego and all those. And a lot of jobs are coming and going from town. And it, it's quite amazing, uh, you know, the, the amount of work. I mean, I was working for the WWE probably for a good four years whenever they were in town. And I was all over the state. And um, then uh, the, there's, I, I don't know, there's just the, the film incentives I heard are starting to change here in town. Uh, people are really trying to you know, keep work here. And, uh, it's like I said, it's quite amazing. Fangoria was based out of Texas for a while and then they got sold off to uh, a California company. And, but the, the production studios are still here. And, um, you know, a lot of shows like fear of the walking dead is filmed in Texas. There's a show with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Nice. Um, that's shot out here. There, there was an X-Men TV show that came out not long ago. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of the the actual name of the show, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, was that but, the New Mutants? Or, I don't know. It was one uh, of the TV shows, but the pilot was shot in in Arlington on a right by Cowboy Stadium. That's cool. You, you know, so I mean, just because Walker Texas Rangers off the air or Dallas or whatever, hey, it you know, came back, dude. It's back. Oh, it, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, come on. Uh, man. That's that's actually being shot in I don't know where. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend like I don't. Walker Texas Rangers actually being shot in like Utah. Oh no, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> actually, the uh, the guy that's playing uh, Walker now was uh, one of the guys from Supernatural. Yes, he was. Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually from. I know you're talking about the brown haired guy. Yeah. yeah, he's from Austin. There you go. He so, actually owns a bar in Austin. So I it's think. probably it's probably being filmed in Austin then. I guarantee you it's probably filmed somewhere around there. Yeah, he's the, probably filming it in his own bar. That way it gets more traffic. Exactly. Maybe. I know there was a show in Dallas being shot about some police officers. Uh, it was supposed to be like a comedy, action comedy or whatever. But I And I think Rob Lowe was in it. And someone said, uh, my friend Nathan, he's a star of Vi- uh, our film Vice Mares. And he was also in Evil for Dinner. He said that that was being shot down in Austin, even though it takes place in Dallas. So he's talking, was it, was it the 911 show? I don't remember. Yeah, it's got to be there's, the there's, show. Here's there's so much thing. television now. I, I'm like, I can't keep up with everything. Right. I just hone in on me, my my own projects. Side note, did you know that Rob Lowe was in a TV show, Hunting for Bigfoot? I did not know that. 
<laughs> yeah. How bizarre is that? He's hunting for Bigfoot with his son. Oh my God. <laughs> That's weird. Funny. I hope he finds yeah, he, Bigfoot. He has, he has some time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's Rob Lowe, though. I mean... Yeah, look, it's, it's Rob. You know, he, he can't look, be hawking those freaking power bars all the time for dude, Atkins diet. Dude, he was one of the only people that got away with making a sex tape with an underage kid <laughs> and still famous he today. He did that? Yeah! Yeah, yeah uh, and that's where his son came from, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, like seriously, man, he, did a, he, um, he didn't do a sex tape. He was... In his defense, he thought the girl was older, supposedly, and yeah. and uh, yeah, that, Hel- that Hello Kitty backpack really sold it. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the same excuse Victor Salvio said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But anyway, yeah, he's he's still famous now, even though he did that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but dude, <laughs> let, let's get into this. You, you you briefly said you were in to, in in a band. At one point. Oh, man. I was in a band like years ago, man. I was like in high school. What kind of band was it? Oh, man. Like in high school, I was in in a heavy metal band. You know, I, I, it, 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 it was. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds amazing. And then (laughs) there was, then there was a, um, there was another band after that, which is how I met Catalina. Wow. I met her, and then I was like, hey, come join my band because you could sing. And I wore a three-piece white suit, and she came out in a sexy pink cocktail dress, and we were called Aristoscat, and we made um, – we it was like swinging disco porn hop. And, wow. I like and, that. That sounds uh, good. But when we played live, it was all like heavy metal, and that was cool, except my guitarist and drummer at the time, all they could play was like Metallica. Uh, and I'm like, I kept trying to tell him, you know, I, I'm not trying to be Metallica. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to make our own thing. And he's like, I want to do meat and potatoes. So we stopped being in a band. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, dude. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be pushing other people's music either. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's fun sometimes, but, you know, you want to do your own stuff. I mean, that's why right. uh, me and Rum have been in, ba- in and out of bands for most of our lives. That's why I was that's why I asked about it. You know, I was, I was curious. Yeah. Um, oh man it's trust me like i you know catalina she goes on stage and she performs and um are you familiar with evil dead the musical yes yes okay so there's a song in this in in the the and they're called all the men in my life have been killed by kendarian demons (laughs) and uh it's sung by the character from uh, the second movie who wears the yellow shirt whose dad owns the cabin yes um well because we're huge fans of the show and the movie, and I don't care what anyone says. I love the remake. I, you know, and so do I. I think it's great. And so Catalina has uh, one of the puppets from the show, uh, the Ashy Slashy puppets, who wow. that looks like one of the Jim Henson Muppets. Yeah. So she has one, and she performs. All the men in my life have been killed by Kandarian demons, and she pulls out the puppet from a box. That that's holds like her photo album and her Necronomicon and <laughs> her props and then then Ashy Slashy she puts it on and he starts talking to her and and uh, awesome. she she does the whole song and she also does another one called uh, for Shaun of the Dead she performs uh, <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now by Queen oh. and she's she's on stage and she sings it she sings like fucking Freddie Mercury and wow. she has a zombie on the floor 
with she's dressed up like Sean, but wearing a skirt. She's got the white shirt with a little bit of red on her and the name badge. And she's got a pool cue and she's singing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And she's going to the beat of the song. And, you know, we're big trauma fans. So she takes her pool cue and she starts smashing the zombie in the head and it's a melon. So <laughs> blood gets everywhere and she's rocking out. And I watch this and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I miss being on stage so much. <laughs> Man, my wife fucking rocks. <laughs> See? And, you know, it, it, it's epic and so cool. And then she does Open Mic Mondays, um, and uh, she sings a new disco song every, or, uh, you know, Dean Martin. What She sings all sorts of stuff. And, uh, you know, she's like, come out and sing with me. Come on and sing with me. I'm like, okay, I'll do it for our anniversary. And I did that last, last February. And, uh, you know, I'm fine. I'm perfectly chill. I'm ready to do this. I'm going to sing my... We're singing, uh, what's it, Guilty by Barbara Streisand and nice. Barry Gibb. And I'm ready to rock this shit because, you know, yeah, I can't throwing sing. the horns up, throwing out some Barry Gibb, I get you. Yeah. And then, bam, I don't know what happened. As soon as it was our turn, I just like, what the hell? But then we did Dewey Cox, the song from Dewey Cox, uh, Let's Duet. And I, just, I, nailed, I nailed that. That was easy. <laughs> that fucking movie kills me, man. It's, oh, it's great. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. One of my all-time favorite scenes in that movie is when like, he's on the phone with his wife and like the dude's just standing next to him with his dick hanging out. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is the point in this? But it's so funny. Holy <laughs> shit. What, what, was the, what was the movie that made you decide... This is where you wanted to go with, with Dewey, your life. Duh, Good. Dewey Clocks, he just said it. Making movies? Just yeah, making movies? Making movies. I mean, was there something that inspired you when you were younger that you were like, yeah, I want to do that? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could pinpoint it. When I was, uh, when I was a little kid, um, man, you know, my, my parents, uh, I didn't, I, I spent more time with my grandparents when I was young. And um, I remember... They used to like going to the movies all the time, and they lived over in the uh, Castle Linda area of Dallas. And every time I, every weekend, I'd come over, and grandmother would have a new movie recorded for me off the TV. Nice. And uh, commer- commercials and all. Awesome. And, uh, they, and, you know, one of them, I remember I had a two parter of uh, made for TV for a call. It was a Phantom of the Opera. And, uh, oh, yeah. That was I, I still have that. Um, she made sure to give it to me when I when our second well, when our um, when our daughter was born. That's awesome. And then, um, but the movie that really got me was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I was who came. I was probably about six years old, maybe seven years old. I th- I think. And uh, I watched it, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" And I just I had it on repeat, and I didn't know what it was like, <laughs> you know, how this could be put to screen, you know, however it was that this was being made. I'm like, I want to do this. How do you do this? Yeah. So you most know? of the world wanted to become archaeologists, but you went, mm, "No, I, I want to make, make this. this movie." Yeah. Yes. I didn't want to. I was not that crazy. I'm not, I'm not being chased by no natives and getting shit thrown at me. No, I'm good. I'm good. I want to just make that movie. <laughs> well, what, yeah, I mean, what about, I was going to say, what about the, uh, what was the next one? What, what was the scary movie? The scary movie that made you go, ooh, I want to go, I want to take it this route, this direction. Um, scary movies, man. You know, growing up, 
the the movie that really hit me, I remember as a kid, you know, when when I was real little, I'm t- when I was like, you know, between the ages of, you know, probably four and six, four and seven, you know, I, I would get flashes of imagery from Blockbuster Video, the, whatever video store, the television. I'd like Freddy Krueger, Jason. I, I, I remember my, my family playing the Friday 13th video game nice. on the Nintendo. <laughs> but uh, I guess it would probably have to be a toss-up between Pet Cemetery or... Or phantasm, you know, because nice. those were really those are really prominent in my childhood. And Predator, um, you know, just the man, the mask, the Predator mask used to just freak me out. You know, and that's one thing that people don't realize is really, I, I think Predator was that that scary. I I would put oh, Predator a into the horror genre. It, oh oh yeah, yeah, it course. is. It's up there because I mean you, they're in the same universe as Alien. So I mean if the people put Alien as as a horror film, then they should put Predator in there as well. I, I think. A, a lot of people just put that is in is scary sci-fi, not just horror movie. Sci-fi but it is action, horrific. I mean, yeah, oh. action. Yeah, it was one of those cross genre movies, really. But it was brilliant. Very yeah. very cool. I don't know if there's much out there that, I mean, well, nothing's out there in the theaters really right now, is there? But no, <laughs> there's, there's a few movie theaters. Yeah, right there's a now. few. Like we actually, our our movie theaters are actually offering uh, people. Um, you can rent the entire movie theater out for a hundred bucks for the night, mm-hmm. and you can pick the film you want to watch, and you can bring all your oh, friends wow. and just go there. Yeah. That's what they're well, offering that's interesting. here. It's, they just shut cool. all of ours down again. Really? Yeah. And uh, the ones that have been shut down for over a year are now uh, thinking about turning them into uh, uh, sports betting locations. <laughs> oh, man. That's nice. So you can like watch big games. Like If they have like eight screens, there's going to be a different game on each one of those screens. You could buy a ticket to watch that specific game oh, to place in- bets on. That's interesting. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I can oh, see that. Cool. I can see that making money. I can see that being a big, big money hustle right there. That won't happen in Texas. <laughs> no, well, Texas loves football. No, we're fully open. I mean, they had. I mean, I've seen theaters rent out for football games like the Super Bowl or or, or um, the World Cup, even UFC fights. But as far as like gambling, now Texas. Oh, that's right. Y'all don't. Texas do, y'all don't have fun. the gambling area. We we do. We have gambling here too. Uh, Liquor stores aren't even open on Sundays here. That's crazy to us. Freaking blue law. Yeah, for real. It's crazy to us. It's crazy to us, and we live here. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I mean, dude, when we're fully open in Louisiana, it's kind of like uh, we're fully open. There's, like, everything is 24 hours here. Like, if you want to go if you want to go get a beer somewhere at 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning, go right ahead. They're open. Go get it. But I- I was the first time I was in New Orleans. I went with uh, Wayne gas station. I got he got gas. I got like a a Snickers bar, a beer, and a shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I went away out. I pulled a slot machine handle. It was weird. That's how we do it here. We don't give a fuck. You got a vice? We got it. And it's all day long. <laughs> and uh, and you know what? So the, weird. The hookers give you the shot. Go for it. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. We are all about Jeez. it. Welcome to Louisiana. We don't care. Right on. Except for COVID, <laughs> you know, now we're closed down. So, <laughs> oh man, it's funny because like like uh, we're in between both states that are wide open. Mississippi's wide oh. open and Texas is wide open, but we're not. Huh. 
hope. Well, I don't know. I when tech when when Greg Abbott decided to lift the mask mandate, and I, 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 I don't know. I'm just completely baffled at everything going on. Yes, it's it's hard to keep up with. It really is. Frankly, I'm just glad we shot Vice Mayors in December. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, we got some stuff coming and going. You know, uh, the, when the last drive-in comes back into town, you know, we're, you know, we're going to be back on that. But they're staying away until Texas, you know, figures out what the hell's going on. And, uh, but I don't know. The production's still going on as far as Little Spark Films is concerned. I, you know, we're we're, I don't think we're going to have any major production or put on one until we just get hired to do one. Yeah. Now you've got something else in the works too, or is it already done? And my, is my, uh, my information is probably updated here. Uh, uh, can I, well, I'm going to bring it up. The Reckoners. Wait, hold Hello? on. Hold on, Rum. You broke up bad. Re- Start all over. The Reckoners. The Reckoners. Oh man, the Reckoners. I'm, I really want to make that movie. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, that, what is that, this about? Because it looks like it would be up my alley. The Reckoners. Oh yeah, well it's it's a it's a rock and roll Faustian tale. It's a, it's a movie that I. It's a script I was commissioned to write that got abandoned. The project got abandoned by the producer and. So everything's mine. And I'm like, well, oh, screw wow. you. I, I love my story. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I have it in development, uh, you know, and it's it's uh, top on the list, you know, unless we see what happens with uh, other projects. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm in development for a web series called, well, it was a web series, and we're turning it into a feature. It's called uh, Yoga Garage. Uh, we edited the web series, and it's nine episodes. Uh, we did not shoot it. Um, we we were actually hired on to save the project, and uh, but now that director's out of the picture. I'm in the picture, so that's in development along with um, a possible Hellbound Laments uh, series that I'm working on with uh, some producers out in Europe. Awesome. But uh, the reckon the Reckoners is what I really want to make, and uh, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> So what's the storyline on the Reckoners, if you don't mind? Like, give us like a a little snippet of it without giving up too much. Um, the it's it's about a our punk rocker is in a bad state of arrest development who is constantly on the run from his past, and he strikes a deal after a major catastrophe at a nightclub. But the only stipulation is is that he's got to keep. Uh, revenue coming in all weekend or he will meet his fate nice and he is the only musician who is able to perform at the so it's it's gonna be pretty uh pretty whacktacular you know and that's kind of awesome well we we have to write all the music before we can even start you know casting (laughs) oh man that's and i need and i need to find musicians who can act or actors who are musicians. Right. Right. So it's, it's going to be, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's going to be, uh, in development for a minute until we hit pre-production. I would say maybe a year and a half. Uh, I'm going to baby that one. Good. 
hey, you need you need two guys to pretend they're like uh, radios guys. You know, you know two guys right now. Me and him would do it in a heartbeat. No pay, <laughs> just to do it. Okay. Yeah. You know who's a who's a musician who can act would be uh, just saying if this ever you know comes down to pike. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, would uh, Jack Locke? Yep. Jack Locke. Who's that? Uh, he's a buddy Jack. of ours. He uh, he's been yeah. in, he wrote and directed his own film. Um, he's a extremely talented musician, and he's a good actor. So. Oh okay yeah send me his information. I will dude yeah. I will I'll, I'll hit him up tonight and uh, send him to you. He's very really cool. Good. Just uh, type in. Jack Locke Rock Show. He's also with the Monochromes. And uh, what was the name of that movie he did? It was a Western. Targeted. It was very cool. Targeted. That was it. Which was, yeah, re- it was good. Which was really funny is, is, is the movie. Okay, here's the drift behind the movie. He wrote the film at six years old. It was a piece what? of... Yeah, listen. It was a piece of paper that he took as a six-year-old child and wrote or drew some some stuff with like cowboys and shit on it of course it. he he added to it yeah yeah. yeah but but he he took that as the you know like the catalyst to what he did with the film it was it's pretty cool it's really really cool um and he did it on basically no budget like no money you know he did it on his own and it, oh, it turned man. out really well yeah it did he, he did a great job on it but i mean this type of movie though when you when you throw in uh uh, musicians and you know something going on it could be you know demonic or or something with an evil past or something coming i mean i like those type of movies yeah you know, same something here. that you know anything you throw in a, a a band well you know with the background and stuff the band the music you know and, and and put it in there i mean there's there's so many different ways you could take that but that that one sounds like it's cool and you definitely need to make that happen for this coming year or next year by 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 the latest i mean it well, sounds like yeah. cool uh well a main the main reason we uh, didn't jump in to it um we when uh, after covid hit is i was granted the time to actually finish the script yeah and uh you know, I said, okay, well, you know, I guess we're going to see where we're going and I'm going to jump into development on this right now. And, uh, when this pandemic starts to wrap up, we can start, you know, hunting, hunting for locations and such. Um, because the the thing is though, is that the story, the the movie will require having an audience, uh, performing to an audience multiple times. And, uh, I, I honestly don't feel safe, uh, putting people in any kind of harm uh, whether people believe in the coronavirus or they they don't um sure you know i'm just going to be better safe than sorry absolutely and you know vice mayors much like the torture it's only got two actors uh throughout most throughout 90 percent of the movie um but you know when we were shooting it was a covid safe set um we followed sag after rules as far as filming uh, protocols were concerned uh, we had to take everyone's temperature every day. Everyone had to be tested before the shoot and halfway through the shoot. And, uh, you know, after uh, we wrapped production in San Antonio, we found, uh, we, you know, every a couple weeks go by, we're like, well, there you go. If anyone was sick, we would have uh, found out by now. And uh, we all went in and came out of shooting vice mayors clean. And we were all stuck together in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you know, and by a lake in a, in the cabin. Though it's a, it's essentially a cabin in the woods movie. Oh, and uh, 
you know, with the Reckoners, that's it's, it won't be possible to shoot. I can pre-produce and develop all I want. Uh, you know, I cannot shoot the movie until, um, you know, it's safe to be in a large group like that. No, it makes sense. I mean, it's just being safe and smart. That's what it is. Oh, and it sucks, man. I miss going to concerts. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so do I, okay. man. Oh. So do I. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's you know, when that's the, hopefully the next one that we come out with um, after Vice Mares, unless it's going to be Yoga Garage or whatever else. Maybe we'll make Sam Hain. That's another, there you go. That's another movie we have. We have a lot of projects and, you know, you know, lined up that we uh, are ready that we want to, you know, get out, get done. Well, no matter no matter what you do, uh, it sounds like your wife's not going to let you slow down anytime soon. No, not even close. (laughs) I'm not allowed to slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, man, look, tell these people out here where you can find your uh, the films and oh, not just the films, but like your company. Like, go look if they're interested in all your stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, uh, our website, littlesparkfilms at uh, littlesparkfilms.net. You know, there you could find everything. You could find, uh, you know, links, uh, our dossier, videos to everything we've made um, or everything that we care to have released. (laughs) Uh, But everything's finished. And you can watch all 13 episodes of our Hellbound Laments um, that star... uh, just talent all from all over Texas. Um, a lot of it, uh, some of it is uh, stars the band Manifestive. Uh, they're dear friends of ours. Uh, we work with them all the time. Um, you can find uh, information for our short film that's on Watch Troma Now called uh, The Man Who Left Nothing, which is uh, the untold story of punk rocker Davy Rocket. It's a mockumentary that's actually shot mostly on 16 millimeter uh, celluloid. Oh, oh, wow. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, that's available now on uh, Troma Now. Sweet. And, yeah, which, uh, which is very cool, by the month. way. Yeah. We had, uh, uh, we had um, uh, what's his name? Doug Sackman on for a, one, one of the episodes. Very, very cool guy. Um, he is uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's such a cool dude, man. Yeah. He was such a, he was so awesome to have him on. Oh, man. <clears throat> Return, to, Return of Kabuki Man is going to be epic. I, I'm excited <laughs> to see it, man. I am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Like I've I've been a, yeah. me and Rum have been trauma fans since we're kids, man, and like this is ah, it's just yeah. so cool that we can actually talk to people like that now. <laughs> yeah, the, oh yeah, the, the films that got me in trouble as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes, now indeed. we're all friends with them. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's 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 so fucking bizarre, dude. It's like what, yeah. like between between guys like that. And us talking to like the musicians that we grew up with and like are just hanging out with. I'm just like, this is fucking unreal. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, it's like I used to sit at home listening to your CD, you know, or your or your cassette tape, you know, or whatever, you know. It's it's yeah. crazy. It's so crazy. You're 72. Oh, you know, it's go, go back, Wayne. No one, no one, dude. No one that we listen to actually has a 72 out, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, yeah, like, it's funny you mentioned, you know, hanging out with all these people, being able to talk to these people now, you know, the uh, the company um, that hooked us up with uh, Paul T. Taylor for the torture, you know, is they're hooking us up with, with uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot now. Whoa! Like, Holy crap! Really? Yeah, so, I mean, like, there's, Man. there's, you know, it it's not 
bad being a grown up, I guess. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really it's cool. Moments. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so I, I yeah, totally relate. But yeah, yeah. LittlesparkFilms.net, check it out. And uh, we have links to everything all the music videos from Secret of Boris and Arcadia. Um, you know, we, we, we have content left and right. And Catalina, you can watch her read Clive Barker's short stories in her lingerie. It's a uh, well, it's a go. beautiful website, by the way. I was I went to look at it uh, a few times. It's, I like the uh, the layout, and it looks great. Thank you. It's real, Thank you. It's real easy to monitor and run around through it and sit there for about three or four hours looking at everything. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, the our grindhouse short films from burnouts to murder balls, don't take the drag, anti Christmas Carol, Van Krampus Compt. All got uh, submitted. Uh, they all got picked up by Troma as well. They'll be on the Grind Exploitation Part Nine and Ten series. Oh, dude, congratulations! That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Thank you. Very, very cool. Thank but yeah, you can watch all those on the website as well. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. All right. So, well, Joe, man, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. We really appreciated you to coming out, and and I know it took us a while to get you on here, and. Uh, but luckily, we finally got it all worked out, and you're you're on. So that was great. Thank you so much for inviting me, guys. It. Very, very nice to meet you. Very amazing uh, career, and uh, you're going to have an amazing co- year, I know, ahead of you right now. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's gonna, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come next. <laughs> yeah, us <laughs> too, you. man. Us too. Um, and definitely, you're definitely welcome back, dude. Anytime you want to come on, if you got something you want to throw out, just let me know. And you're you're more than welcome to come back on this show in a heartbeat. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'll keep you all on the mailing list. I'll throw you everything as soon as it's uh, completed. You know, hell Sweet. yeah, yeah. And let us know. We'll we'll drop it on the website and everything else. Too. Yeah, we'll, awesome. We'll pump you guys as much as possible. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no problem. Well, guys, right. I was your host Wayne, and I'm the rum guy. And that was Mr. Joe Manco. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it That's it. Get the fuck!